Hi, this is Derek from Atlanta. Unlike Bob, I am a former law enforcement officer, but I still enjoy listening to a practical show by a practical guy. You're listening to the Handgun World Podcast. Hello everyone, I'm Bob Main, and welcome to another episode of the Handgun World Podcast. A practical show done by a practical guy, and that is me. I keep this show rooted in common sense. I am not a gunsmith, or I'm not ex-law enforcement, or ex-military, or anything like that. Occasionally I do some firearms training on the side, but really folks, I'm an everyday guy. And I just believe in my Second Amendment rights, and I share it with you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. This is episode 516, being released on the 26th of July, 2020. So, going to spend a lot of time talking about the Glock 44, the 22 caliber Glock that was recently released, about the size of a Glock 19, but it's chambered in 22 caliber. And John Payne from Suarez International has quite a bit of experience with this Glock 44, Glock Model 44, since it came out, and he's using it in a lot of Texas uh, license to carry classes. So John's coming on to talk about it here in just a minute or so. Just a reminder, this show is sponsored by Concealment Solutions Holsters, makers of fantastic holsters. I own several. I really like the outside the waistband holsters. The inside the waistband are incredible. Uh, They're all obviously made in the USA, backed by a great guarantee and a great guy, and his customer service is second to none. Check him out, concealmentsolutions.com. Here's the really cool part. You get a 10% discount because you listen to the Handgun World podcast. All you have to do is use the coupon code HANDGUNWORLD at checkout. Just make that all one word, Handgun World, when you check out, and you'll automatically get a 10% discount at ConcealmentSolutions.com. That's ConcealmentSolutions.com. All right, so before bringing John Payne on to talk about the Glock 44, chambered in 22 caliber... I want to remind you that John has also contributed a lot of material to our Shooters Club. So if you want to support my show, because this is a listener-supported show. I only have one sponsor, Concealment Solutions. But I got a lot of bills to pay for this show and things that I do in the YouTube channel and stuff like that. And I put a pretty good amount of time into this every week to bring you some good information. So if this podcast helps you out and it's something that you benefit from, consider joining the Shooters Club to help support my show. It's kind of like a Patreon membership, but it's not through Patreon. The good thing is, is you get access to over 85 training videos and about 15 audio podcasts with special guests with myself with Ben Branham 
and a lot of other guests and things like that. Exclusive material that you don't hear anywhere else, and it's only $8 a month or $75 a year for your membership. Please check it out, uh, and that is ShootersClubMembers.com is that website, and the link will be in the show notes. Now let's get right to the interview with John Payne about the Glock Model 44. Well, my guest is John Payne. John Payne from Suarez International. Welcome back, John. Hey, thank you, Bob. It's good to be back as always. Yeah, I, I appreciate you coming back. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the Glock 44, uh, a 22 caliber Glock. But before we do that, I know there's been some changes in your professional status. Do you want to update some of the listeners about that? The only consistency is the inconsistency. Ah, um, that's good. <laughs> I know, right? I made it up all by myself. That's good. Um, I, I'm now a, a fi- officially retired as a Texas peace officer. I, okay. uh, I, I may have my commission carried by one of our local constables. Looks like all that's going to go through fine. Um, I'm running by shop uh, full-time, and the shop is hosting lots of licensed to carry classes and Hopefully, you know, come November 30th, I don't think we'll ever hear about COVID-19 again. Yeah, that's uh, funny. By November, uh, it's funny, but I'm afraid it's probably true. Uh, Yeah. Now, by your classes, you mean uh, you've been having full license to carry classes, right? It's been nonstop. And you've been having some full uh, Suarez International classes, too, haven't you? Uh, no, I haven't had any Swords International classes oh, okay. since uh, I had one class right before the uh, pandemic was announced. Oh, okay. And and, ha- and I, I haven't had any since. Um, well, it's good that your LTC classes are full. Why is that? Why do you think that is? Uh, socioeconomic um, trends. Yeah. Uh, th- things going on in the news. Uh Restlessness. Um, people are afraid of the, not just the pandemic, but, but of the uh, well. One, Bob, the lack of toilet paper there for a while. <laughs> Fighting each other. Yeah. <laughs> that, that that made as well, actually that made less sense than the run on twenty two a few years back. But that's over. Back. Toilet paper's back on the shelves now everywhere. Uh, a few weeks ago, when. Uh, our governor of the great state of Texas announced that uh, his mask program was mandatory, and yeah, we we were looking at a possible another shutdown. There was a day or so when the toiletries began to fly off the shelves again. Yeah, that's true. I, I could see someone wanting to make sure they were stocked up on certain things like that. I've read the books about uh, you know, one second after about uh, yeah the EMP attacks and. You, know, you read some of Glenn Tate's books, didn't you? I, I believe I have. Not a whole yeah. lot of time goes goes by before you run out of insulin, you run out of antibiotics, yep. you run out of toilet paper, and and uh, <laughs> so I can see why you want to keep the toilet paper uh, fresh as long as you can, I guess. But it it seems awful kind of silly. But what I'm getting at is uh, people are are looking at things and they're not feeling so secure. 
No, they're not. It's good. I think it's a great thing that your license to carry classes are are plumb full in there. And, you know, you got such a huge demand, demand. You know, the gun ownership is through the roof right now. It's unbelievable. It, it's it's amazing. It, it, it's amazing. Um, it's almost impossible to order any firearms right now. What you have is what you have. That's right. Yeah. People are coming in the shop every day. They're asking for things that uh, we, we don't have or, or have a hard time getting. Yeah. And when we can get them, well, we, we put them out appropriately. But and this the interest uh, of the firearms, ammunition, uh, wanting to, to get certified with the license to carry program, wanting to know what the laws are, wanting to have uh, protection, yeah, uh, both financially and physically, it's it's a it's a growing market right now. I, I've never seen it like this. My uh, or the for the company, the August class is sold out. Mm-hmm. And the September class has got two more spots in it. Well, people just don't feel much, uh, you know, very very safe anymore. They don't feel too too secure anymore and i think that finally people have woken up and realized the government and the police are just not going to be there for them you know they're just not it's a plain and simple fact um and i don't you know to me on one hand i I hate the fact that it's come to this for people to finally realize it but the good the, the the good news is people are finally realizing it some are some aren't yeah the, the safety and security seems to be a state of mind. Um, I don't know exactly how you feel about all this, but my lifestyle, my emotional state hasn't changed during any of this. No, not mine I've either. Ne- not much. I've, I've never relied on somebody else to take care of me. I haven't either. I've never relied on anybody else for my own security. I haven't either. Don't feel, the, don't feel the need to. Uh, I, I believe in my Lord and Savior. I believe when need it's, to. Uh, I believe it's my time. It's my time. Now, I'll have to tell you, Bob. When it's a ti- when it's a pilot's time, uh-huh. I feel kind of you know uh, shorted there. If, you know, if it's the pilot's time, that's not right. No, no. Well, you know, you know, people know how I believe, and uh, and you know, Jesus told us not to worry. You know, he said you can't you can't add an hour to your life by worrying. Don't worry. On the other hand, I also believe in being prepared. I don't worry, but I'm prepared because because I think there's just some times where, you know, um, God's going to allow things to happen, and the prepared are going to win, and the unprepared are going to are going to are going to fail miserably and have some problems. You don't worry because you are prepared. Correct. Yes, and. The new gun ownership's on the rise. In fact, I thought about you today, this afternoon. I'm I'm going to tell the listeners a quick story here. Um, my wife wanted to. Um, she had a a piece of jewelry that she was uh, selling, and she put it out on on online. And actually, a pawn shop owner wanted to buy it from her. So we went over to the see the guy, and uh, on the way home, on the way home. I said to my wife, I said, hey, there's one of my favorite gun stores here in San Antonio. I want to stop in there and just look around. I want to look around, see what they got. We get to the gun shop, and there's about 
14 people lined up outside the gun shop, all social distancing, waiting to get in. And I said, well, now we ain't stopping here. I'm not waiting in that line. We'll just keep right on driving. We'll keep right on driving. But another interesting thing is while we were in the pawn shop, I, of course, what do I do? I have to go look to see what kind of guns that he's got available. He had five Glocks. He had five Glocks. You ready for this? All five Glocks were Glock model 44s and 22 caliber. I know exactly why that is. Uh, why is that? That's one of the only pistols that Strugers have. That's the only thing he can get. Yes, it's the only Glock he can get. So why are the Glock Model 44s, which we're going to talk about, why are they all so available? I think it was a perfect storm, uh, yeah. perfect timing. Um, and it's just one of the ways that it worked out. And I mean, we, we laugh about the uh, the Palmer sights on, on a Glock pistol because Uh you know mr glock doesn't lose any money right those slides are are mostly palmer as well with you know metal inserts for for the rails yeah okay uh (laughs) yeah you've heard the whole story about the palmer sites right well uh not really no if you want to educate i mean i sort of have but not the whole story you know the frames are are injection molded you mean on all glocks the glock frame Yes, injection it's injection molded. And when yes. they come out of the mold, they, they have flash on them. They have leftover tags where yeah. it you know, steeped out of the mold a little bit. And there's someone or something that gets paid to actually trim that stuff off, and it falls to the factory floor. Okay. This is what I was told during the advanced Glock Armor School. And okay. they take and they sweep up all of the scraps. It goes <laughs> into another bin, goes back to the furnace, and gets... Molded into sites. I know where you're going with this. <laughs> it's molded into sites. Now it's probably it's molded like, into... Now it's being molded, partially molded into frame. It, yeah, it's... Glock 44 slides. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it does, it really does a neat job because you still have the metal-to-metal contact for your, for your slide rails. You do, yes. Okay. Do. But it, it really makes it for a nice, light slide. Yeah. They did a really good job with the construction of the magazine. You can compare the magazines on the Glock 44, mm-hmm. which unfortunately are 10 round magazines. Mm-hmm. Compare them to the magazines that are made for aftermarket slide conversions. All right. And there is a, a huge discrepancy in quality that you can feel right away. Yeah, I don't think it's going to take too long, though, for quality aftermarket manufacturers to start making magazines more than 10 rounds. Depending on how well it's received by the public, just because it's a good idea, just because it works very well, doesn't mean the public's going to bite. Yeah. It's all about timing. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned that uh, the Glock 44 is a real good tool for your concealed carry classes. Why is that? It's easier for people with uh, diminished dexterity or, or strength in their hands to yep. operate the slide. Yep. It is the exact same size and feel of a Glock 19. 
Okay, that's good. The controls are exactly the same. That's good. The sights are exactly the same as they come out of the box. Except for, I don't know if you recall, the early Glocks that were imported from Austria always had adjustable rear sights. The, so yeah, the, yeah. The points. Yeah. So we get the points for the uh, Gun Control Act of 1968. Yes, correct. It should have been the Gun Control Act 1969. That's the year I was born. It'd be a lot cooler. Gun Control Act 69. But anyway, uh, you know that that uh, that pesky little law that was passed still hampers things here and there that we don't tend to think about because we were raised into it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So the uh, Glock 44, the rear sight, is adjustable for windage and elevation, and it comes oh, okay. from a little tool to to adjust it. So it's a Glock 19 size pistol. In 22 long rifle. In 22 long rifle. So, um, so I guess, and, and, and the really cool thing is here in the state of Texas, I don't know about all the states because I've kind of lost touch with a lot of other state laws, but here in Texas, uh, they can qualify for their LTC license with that Glock 44, can't they? Yes, sir, they can. Yeah. Another thing that does cuts down on your cost for attending the class. Mm-hmm. Cuts down on your ammo cost. The prices are 22 long rifle is always going to be less than 9mm. 9mm is going for prices now that I never thought were possible. Yeah, I've seen things like $350 a case of 1000 something like that. Where did you find that? Please email it to me. I will buy it. Well, I found it about a month ago and bought one. Um, <laughs> and I forgot because where it was. It's more than that now. Oh, what is it? Four hundred dollars? Even from the manufacturer, yes, sir. Even from the manufacturer, it's more than that now. Oh man, unbelievable! Just and ridiculous. I'm signing a deal. I, I've got a ammo manufacturer that I'm signing a deal with to be a dealer for, and hopefully I, that will allow me to. Uh, get more of my own training ammo and have a constant supply of ammo to the store with their cool little banners and all that stuff. They make new ammunition, they make remanufactured ammunition, and they make and they also sell other people's ammunition. Mm, we'll yeah. see how that goes. Uh, but ammo is, is, is become a problem for people that want to get training. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, it it I, has never been this scarce, in my opinion. And I'm looking right now. I know you don't like the site gun broker, but just for comparisons. Oh, okay. Well, just I. It's cheaper than dirt. That uh, cheaper than dirt. Yeah. Or, or mention their name. Oops. Oops. Wow. Well, I'm looking at a thousand rounds of American Eagle for five hundred dollars. Are you kidding me? Wow. No, sir. That's... And that's probably the current bid. It is the current bid, yes, yes. There's that's, uh, that's real time prices. Yeah, there's there's nine nineteen hours left on that. There's a uh, oh, that's ridiculous. That's just amazing. A buy it now price of six hundred dollars. Wow, wow, sixty Bobby cents around. Several times about ammo. At one point, you'd gone from your thousand round trigger job to your two thousand round. Trigger I may job. have to back that off to a five hundred round trigger job now. Whew, man, <laughs> may not have to. There, there were some things that we had still in the bag. Yeah, the feline was was still in in the in the bag. 
Yeah. But there, there are ways to modify your Glock to make dry fire less of a wearing issue. I can't believe that people have done, done it enough to cause this, but you can Google it. You can see where someone has pounded the inside of the breech face out mm-hmm. from just repetition of dry firing, dry firing, dry firing. And the factory firing pins or strikers, whatever you want to call it at this point, because I've seen it called both in the same manual, those are mem parts. Mm-hmm. You can get a striker kit that will not um, have a full striker where it, it won't slam into the backside of your breech face. There's another slide that I had seen. I don't know if it's a prototype or not, that there was no firing pin hole that would allow okay. you to dry fire your pistol and get your practice in without doing any damage to your carry slide. There's all, and for someone that looks, there's all kinds of options. We've got a dry fire trigger kit that replaces your Glock trigger, replaces your trigger housing. Mm-hmm. The trigger housing and the connector are modified, and it allows you to reset the trigger without ever touching the slide. There is no back on the crucifix. There's no drop safety. There's no back on it, so it cannot engage your striker. There's no way to fire a live round with this dry fire trigger kit installed. Okay. I think right now with the ammo crunch or just the cost of ammo, little things that you can do like this to increase your practice time without firing live ammo would probably be really beneficial right now. Yeah, yeah. So so on this Glock 44 now, oh, by the way, that shop owner had he these five Glock 44s that he had in stock – he had them for three sixty nine ninety nine, which is extremely reasonable. Yeah, that is extremely reasonable. Matter of fact, I may have to go back over there tomorrow and pick one up. I think I may have to do that. No, one of my favorite twenty two pistols is the Ruger twenty two pistol. Whether it be a Mark One, Mark Two, Mark Three, twenty two forty five, they're awesome pistols. Yep. So, how many magazines does the Glock forty four come with? It comes with two magazines. Two magazines, ten rounds each. Yes, sir. Two magazines, it ten rounds comes each. With right. the Gen Five backstraps. Wow! It even comes with the Gen Five backstraps. Nice. So you, nice. So you can make that that uh, that grip as as small or big as you want to. Yeah. I think it's an excellent training tool. It fits a Glock 19 uh, holster. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's good. That's good. Now, now I have. Now let me ask you a question. So I have, I have an Advantage Arms 22 conversion for my third gen Glock 19 that I bought like about six years ago um, during the last ammo shortage, whenever that was. 2013, was it? 2012? 2012 or 2013? Maybe it's eight years old. I don't know. Um, I hadn't. I think I had just began... No, it may have been what, 2010, maybe? Yeah. It, oh, are they that old? Okay, maybe they're well, that old. It, one of the first classes that I took with Gabe Suarez, yeah. Cullen and I stopped by uh, a famous gun store in Houston, and we picked up, they had two, and we bought them both. Yeah. Uh, and they were the the, uh, the Advantage Arms Glock 19-23 LE conversion kit. Yeah, yeah. 
and they work great with CCI mini mags. Yeah, they do. Now, uh, I think you, it, that's the preferred ammo for the Glock 44, isn't it? The Glock 44 so far, I've used CCI mini mag, and it's been 100% reliable. I've used some of the Aguila ammunition, mm-hmm. and I've had one failure to extract. One. Okay. Then I've used Aguila ammunition that's Aguila something semi-auto, and that was flawless. And I've used the Gecko 22 long rifle semi-auto designed for semi-automatic rifles and semi-automatic pistols, and it was flawless. Okay. I've seen a total of one malfunction out of the last thousand rounds that I've put through that Glock 44. Okay, well, you know, tomorrow I'm gonna go uh, go do some shooting at a competition match, and I think I'm gonna, I'm probably because of all this ammo craziness, I think I'm gonna shoot my uh, Advantage Arms conversion at least for a little while, and uh, not burn up so much nine millimeter. I don't blame you one bit, but I'll tell you when you open that little uh, white box up, and it's got you probably still have your papers in the box that came with it. I and do. It gives you an ammo list of suggested ammo. Yep, I do. They're not kidding. Yep. You could literally take that out and put it in your Bible, and it's almost that important. You follow that list, you're probably going to be just fine. Now, you're talking about the Advantage Arms, not the Glock 44. Yes. Yeah, I want to be clear on that. So so you found the, the Glock 44? Cool. I'm not going to lie. The Advantage Arms is cool. Yeah. I've used it in a class we had uh, over, it was a, I believe, and you may have been in the same class with this, Bob. I was a student in the class along with Cohen Smith, and it called for a 1,000 rounds over three days. And we shot, each time that we came up to a new exercise, we shot full caliber first. Mm-hmm. When we peeled off that relay, we would switch to our conversion units and 22 on rifle, and the next three or four iterations, we would use 22 on. Yeah. Once we were sure that we had down what we needed to have down, that we were doing it right, we would switch to 22. So we were only shooting maybe a third of the full caliber ammo compared to everybody else. Yeah. And it was a nice money saver while still getting repetitions in. But every 100 rounds... We would back off, run a bore snake through it, hit it with a toothbrush, put a couple of drops of break free on there, work it a few times, and then, and then we're back in the back in the zone. Okay, okay. But that's what the advantage arms. This Glock 44, it does a very good job so far. Now, I have cleaned it a couple of times, but it's been a very light cleaning. I love okay. using a bore snake because it's fast and easy. Yep. I like using the M16 toothbrush on the breech face because it's fast and easy. I knock any visible crud, get rid of it, wipe it down, put a few drops of lube on there, and we're on to the next one. Okay. Now, people have to understand that 22 long rifle, by nature, is a dirty round. It is. It is. But, they, but they've done a good job with this one. I, I'm willing to put my name out there and say John Payne likes the Glock 44, he likes it because he can take brand new shooters that are afraid of recoil, that are afraid of muzzle blast, and have them focus on what they're doing and not what's going bang it into their hand. Yes, and they're and learning. They're, they're learning correct manipulations, 
they're learning their fundamentals and have some of the fear and anxiety removed. And when they're ready to move up, then we move up. Yeah. And I think this day in time, it's also good for even us experienced shooters because with the ammo ridiculous prices right now, we can still get some good valuable practice in shooting the 22. You, you can. And I haven't seen anybody yet, and I probably shouldn't bring this up. I haven't seen anybody running out of 22. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, now you, 380, 9 millimeter, 40 of all things. Yeah. And 45. Now you I just did it, John. Now you're going to cause a run on 22. Way to go. <laughs> you can buy it at a race pawn shop. <laughs> so 40 is available, huh? No, not so much. 40's not available? What I was getting at is even 40's been selling out. Oh, even 40's selling out. 45's selling out too? Yes, sir. 45 is in demand like you wouldn't believe. 45 ACP, 40 Smith & Wesson, 9mm, 380, 5.56223, and 308 are all in demand. Wow. Well, you know... As well as 7.6239. Sitting in my... uh, Sitting in my ammo cabinet, I got a fairly significant amount of 45 ACP back when I used to have uh, a 45 pistol, which I don't anymore. I may have to work a trade with somebody for some 9mm or something. I've got a really great gunsmith down here that I've, I've been reluctant on pulling the trigger. Um, pun intended. Pun intended, yes. To, right, intended. To, I've got... A an older pistol that was really cool in its day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can Google it. A Clark pin gun with a Bomar sight rib, a Colt slide, and a, and a, a Clark frame. Mm-hmm. No one really uses those anymore. Well, this gunsmith, he's very well known, uh, does an excellent job. <coughs> mm-hmm. And I want to take and send my 1911 to him. And have it tweaked a little bit, turning it back into a carry gun. Okay. And maybe if I'm lucky, I can find a 22 conversion for it, too. Yeah, yeah, you probably can. For a 1911? Well, they're made. Oh, yeah, Advantage Arms makes them. They make them. I still, I I, I can't wait to to see the mail you get about this. I still like Kimbers. Kimbers? Uh Uh-oh, I'm going to get some mail. Yeah, you're going to get some mail now. I had one of the first Kimbers ever made. I know you talked about and it. That was, and it was my duty gun for several years. You still have it? Makes a conversion kit. No, sir, I don't. I, oh. It was a moment of weakness that we won't get into. <laughs> okay, okay. It's an embarrassment. <laughs> we all have those I, moments, I, John. I still had my stainless TLE two up until about uh, two years ago. Hmm. And one of my coworkers came in the shop looking for a stainless TLE too, and my son says, "Well, you know, we really don't have one, but my dad has one. I'll sell you his." Oh, nice way to go! Thanks, son. I appreciate. Yeah, that. way to go. <laughs> he knew I wasn't carrying the, that pistol anymore, anyway. Yeah. Uh, but still, I, I, I like to give him a hard time about it. I think it's funny. Well, I got to say yeah, this: I, I'm I'm going to enhance the hate mail now. So back in so back in the day, and I mean you know, fourteen, thirteen, fourteen years ago, 
I had a couple Kimbers. I had a couple really nice Kimbers um, that were kind of the uh, not quite top of the line Kimbers, but upper middle line Kimbers. And I got to say, I had not one failure with them. And I shot them a lot. I, I, I shot them a lot. So, I mean, I don't know why everybody rags on them so much, but... Uh, and they were cool-looking guns. They looked great. Well, it, some of it's, it's just because it's popular to jump on the bandwagon, and some of it is deserved. I, I yeah. remember the, the one that I had, and you knew this story. I, I carried it as a duty gun. Uh, I live in a subtropical saltwater water environment down mm. on the third coast. Yep. Where nothing that crawls is safe, we eat anything down there. <laughs> you have to wonder about the first guy that looked at, at, a, at a crayfish, as we call crawfish or mud buck, and go, oh, I think I'll eat that. That's good. But That's they, pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's true, though. It, it is so true. But you know, in a subtropical saltwater environment, and my, my pistol was taking a beating due to the weather, even though each time I would get back to the station and break it down, wipe it down, clean it, oil it, it was still. It was changing colors, mm-hmm. uh, and that's just the nature of the beast. So I ordered a stainless TLE-2 when they announced that they were no longer using the external extractors, and they shipped me one with an external extractor that would not go through an entire magazine with our duty ammo. Really? Okay. And with Wilson Rogers magazines. And I often found if you had a 1911... And it would not run with Wilson Rogers magazines. Not that I'm plugging for those magazines. I don't get paid for that. If mm. it wouldn't run with Wilson Rogers magazines, your pistol had a problem. It was not going to run, right? Yeah. It just wasn't going to run no matter what you put in it. Yeah, and so right. they ended up having to take that pistol back, and they had it for nearly six months. And they ended up having to fit a new slide to it with the internal extractor. They did several things to it, and they were so apologetic that they actually sent the entire pistol to their custom shop. Everything was fitted by hand. Glorious shooting pistol. Mm-hmm. Just glorious. Uh, but my son sold it. So uh, yesterday morning, one of my high school buddies, I met him at the boat ramp, and we left at the boat ramp at 6 a.m. to go fishing. I used my son's brand-new rod and his lure that he hadn't caught a fish on yet, and I caught my limit. So You shamed him. I shamed him. I was going to say, you need to put a leash on your son and selling off your guns. Uh, he's kind of too big to fit a leash on. <laughs> all right, you know, he, all right. He's a six-foot-two version of me. Yeah, he's kind of so, too big for that, then. You're right. Yes, you're right. He's a good kid, though. He's a good works hard, represents his, his uh, father's business well. So Good, good. I'm very appreciative. So getting back to the Glock 44, what else do you like about it? It's reliable. It's okay. easy to teach. It's easy for students to learn. Yeah. It fits in Glock 19 holsters. That's the good. magazines are really cool. They're yeah. easy to load. They have tabs on each side that you can pull down and drop the rounds in. It makes it really, really oh, easy. Oh, so it helps you to put the rounds in. Well, oh, absolutely. It assists you. Another word okay. I hate to use, Bob. I used absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. I know. Yes, I love the magazines. I love the de- the design of the magazines. I like how it allows people that may not have the finger strength to load magazines. 
there's times when people and students in classes, I was going to say people, but we'll call them the students, clients in classes get frustrated because they see me grab any magazine and with no mag lulas or anything else, I start putting rounds in the magazine. Yeah, and they wonder, how does he do that, right? And I, I explain to them it's technique over strength, but if you don't understand the technique, you often try to overpower it on the strength. It's just like jiu-jitsu. You see someone brand new with jiu-jitsu, and they're trying to work an Americana, or they're trying to work a Kimura, or one of these techniques, and they're trying to use strength over technique. Because as Americans, that's what we understand. Yeah. When you finally understand the technique, you realize that you don't have to use so much power. That it right. can go much smoother and much easier if your technique is good. And it's the same thing with wrecking a slide on a pistol, I believe. Yes, sir. It is it's mostly about technique. Strength. Mostly about technique. Um, not so much about strength, but mostly technique, right? I believe that to be true. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen ladies walk out of the grocery store that have been in my classes that complained about how hard it was to run a slide mm. at an 18-pound recoil spring, mm-hmm. carrying 25 pounds of groceries in each hand. <laughs> so it is a mental thing to a certain degree. They know the but technique it, of carrying the groceries, but uh, can't rack that slide for some reason, right? Well, you know, slides are a different shape. Yeah. You can show somebody, this is how I hold the pistol. This is how you should hold the pistol. This is how you grab the back of that slide. Right. This is how you, you know, rack the slide. This is how you work the action. Right. And just because they see you do it doesn't mean the information was relayed correctly in their brain. And you see them try to put their hand this way, that way, turn the pistol upside down on my absolute favorite is when they turn the pistol sideways and sweep everybody on the line with it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, and that's not your you favorite. Somebody, I know. But even though you tell somebody, hey, don't do this, you know as soon as they begin to angle that pistol, and you have to, I can only watch about five people at a time. Mm-hmm. That's why I've got a full-time instructor out there helping me. As soon as I see their shoulders start to go a certain direction, I hand I'm immediately right there and turn their body. That's your tip off right there. That's my tip. If you're paying attention, somebody will always show you their hand, whether you're playing poker or cheap. Well, I'm going to take a a little bit of time here to generate some more hate mail. And, uh, you know, I, I have very, very seldom seen anybody that physically could not rack a slide on a pistol uh, at least on a regular standard or or medium-sized pistol. I've seen very few that were physically incapable. Uh, once they were taught properly, they were able to do it, right? I mean, do you find that to be the same? I'm in 100% agreement with you. Yeah. I have seen probably three people in the past 20 years, to 20, uh, 23 years. Mm-hmm. Three people in the last 23 years that could not operate a pistol, period, uh, whether yeah. it be a revolver or some automatic pistol. If the, if the slide on the pistol was too difficult for them to work, 
they didn't have the finger strength to work the trigger on a double action revolver. Right. Yeah. And, and it's really, uh, as an instructor, for me, it's really disheartening to have to tell somebody, and I've only had to do it three times, thank the good Lord. I've had to, I've had to tell three of them, I don't know how to fix your problem. Yeah. yeah. And this is why. Because of your arthritis, uh, your, your lack of hand strength, there's really nothing that I can, each time, I find a way around one problem, another problem arises. Yeah, and I know on this on this episode we're talking about Glock pistols, specifically the Glock 44, but I'm going to take a little swipe right now at Smith & Wesson, although I love their guns. I love their guns, their, especially their M&P lines. You know, they've come out with the M&P EZ models, the EZ 9mm and the EZ 380, and I just think that they, I think they solved a problem that was, mostly non-existent if people learn the proper technique. I agree with you. At the same time, I can see how making the pistol easier to handle can remove, again, some of that fear and anxiety from the learning. Oh, and they're selling like hotcakes. Uh, I mean, those guns have been a great success for Smith & Wesson. It's just, it's amazing to me that people actually would... um, would would buy that when I don't think it would be as good a choice as, say, an M&P Shield or an M&P 2.0 Compact or a Glock 19 or even a SIG 320. I think those would be better choices, but because somebody didn't teach them right how to rack the slide, they, they buy one of the Smith & Wesson EZ models. I can understand that, and I haven't looked at the pistol from a perspective of I'm going to cover all aspects of what this was made for. Yeah. You know I'm not a huge fan of grip safeties. Correct. Yeah, I'm not either. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of thumb safeties. I'm not either. I know on some pistols that they are required. Yes. Yep. But... uh, like I said, I, I'm not looking at this situation through all the facets that a designer of Smith & Wesson would. Yeah, I can tell you I've had several students with both the 380 and the 9mm EZ in class, uh-huh. and they love them. Yeah, people say good things about it. And that's a start. It is a start, yes. And if it does get somebody over the fear and frustration and anxiety, good. I, I'm just saying I'd much rather see it's them get over. That you can build on. I can see a niche in the market where I think that it is a viable product. That and even if, even if the answer of the problem is only a temporary answer to a temporary problem. I can see the benefit of it. That's probably a better way of putting it, John. It's a temporary answer to a temporary problem. What's going to happen... I just made that up, too. Feel free to use it again. Well, I I just used it. (laughs) (laughs) I just borrowed it from you. And if it truly is a temporary answer to a temporary problem, the problem is is when that's no longer a, a permanent problem... When it's a temporary problem, they finally figure out what they're doing and how to rack a slide, then then they may not want that gun anymore. That's what I'm saying. They, you know. they might decide to move up, but how many of us just end up with one pistol? 
Yeah, a lot of people do. Especially a lot of brand new gun buyers, they do end up with just one pistol. And you know, they, uh, they may, if they start to really enjoy it, they're going to buy more. So getting back to the Glock 44, you would you recommend that as someone's one and only pistol? If that is all that they were willing to shoot, yeah. it beats the crap out of harsh words and a blunt stick. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It, I'm intrigued. It would, never, it would never be my recommendation as a self-defense pistol unless nothing else can be managed. Yeah. And I'm intrigued by the Glock 44. I mean, at the price point of less than 400, I may have to go pick one up because I got a huge stockpile of 22 ammo, and you're saying it's fairly reliable. Um, it is very reliable. I, I was yeah. very impressed. Thus far, I've been very impressed. I've got no problem recommending it. Matter of fact, when I ordered two for my shop, I bought one for myself. Another licensed carry instructor came in and bought the second one. It mm-hmm. lasted 24 hours. Wow. Okay. I wish I had five of them. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Well, I bet you wish you wish had, five had five of a lot of guns. <laughs> um, oh, absolutely. I, I wish I, I, right now I wish that I had everything that I had two years ago. I, I'd, I'd be sitting back on an island somewhere in, in, in the Caribbean with the Mai Tai and and (laughs) stuff. I mean, gee whiz. So I want to finish up with one question, and we got about five more more minutes to go. All right, so... You you know, you're now an an, an FFL dealer. You, You have Ray's Pawn Shop. And so what is... Why do you think there's such a shortage of guns? Is it because of huge demand... Is it because the manufacturers uh, can't keep up, or a little bit of both? Once again, a perfect storm. You've got the whole pandemic scare. You have non-essential workers being sent home and not working. You have factories being shut down. You have the demand for the for the firearms rising. You have protesters invading private property too. Oh yeah, tell me about it. You got you got you got mean nasty protesters that mean harm. They're they're not peaceful protesters. They don't want to be peaceful. They don't have any intention of being peaceful, and they're invading the mob, people's private property. A protester that is not peaceful. And, they're not a protester, really. They're a criminal. And they're damaging they're damaging property. You're right. They're criminals. They're, they're liars, criminals. They're no longer protesters. And they're invite they're invading people's private property right now. And I think that's also got people very scared. It does. Very much it so, I think. Indeed. And that could be one reason why they're going out to gun shops and, and, and trust me, this fear crosses all ethnicities. It does. It does not. Have you ever gotten this? So, uh, you, and I, I said the last question was the last, but this is the last. So, have you have you ever had anybody come into your store and say, "Yeah, I used to be anti-gun, but I just can't be anymore. I need to get a gun." Not those exact words, but pretty dang close. Pretty close, huh? The the, the words were, I've, "I've been against doing this." I uh, one of them had a, has a career in the medical field. Yeah, uh, my job is to save lives, not take them. And we had to sit down and have a heart-to-heart talk about the purpose of this. The purpose of this was not to go out and find trouble. 
the purpose of wearing a seatbelt is not to go out and find another car or tree or telephone pole to hit. Right. The purpose is to keep yourself as safe as possible. Sometimes you have to use force or deadly force to preserve a life. And so those are the conversations I've had. I didn't want to do this, but now I see the writing on the wall. It's time. Okay. Okay. So that's well, pretty close to what, as far as meaning, that's pretty close to what you said. Yeah. So it's a combination of that and a combination of, well, it's just simple supply and, dena- and demand. This is Economics 101 happening right here before our eyes. For anybody that might be listening that doesn't understand capitalism, that's that's what's going on right now. That, that is what's going on. You know what else is going on, Bob? What's that? I listened to your last podcast, as I listened to all your podcasts, and I do see a marked improvement when a brand-new shooter uses a red dot pistol. Well, then there we go. Maybe that's the subject for our next interview. I think it should be, because if you notice this time, we didn't wait near as long to get back together. <laughs> we didn't. No, we didn't. Okay, so you so you just teed up the next interview, uh, the improvement that you've seen from using a red dot, brand new shooters. So that's good. I'm always open minded. Um, and uh, John, thanks for thanks for you know joining me to talk about the the, the Glock 44 and and a few other things. It's always a pleasure, Bob. I I, I, uh, I can't believe that. People will download and listen to us talk. <laughs> they do, they do. And real quickly, uh, tell them, tell them about classes you got. Where can they find out about you? What websites should they visit, and so forth? They should should visit scoresinternational.com. They can look under the instructor cadre, and I'm one of the instructors for the state of Texas. I, my hopefully we'll have a brand new schedule built uh, come November for all of my Swords International classes. Yep. I've been with Gabe Suarez for ten years now. One of one of one of his longest lasting instructors, and one of the uh, best. Tier one. Well, thank you very much. I wouldn't say that. I appreciate you saying that. I do. I uh, uh, Gabe is is a is a not only a mentor, but he is a friend of mine, and uh, I'm very selective of who who I call friend. Um, so hopefully, come November. We'll have a new uh, training year generated and up on the Swords International website. Until that time, you can go and you can read my bio at swordsinternational.com. You can also follow Warrior Talk. WarriorTalk.com is our forum for Swords International. Um, you can look up PainDefenseAcademy.com, and that is my license to carry website for for Pain Defense Academy and Ray's Pawn Shop. Okay. Ray's Pawn Shop has got a Facebook page. Once again, very easy to find. And uh, as far as license to carry classes, we teach one scheduled class a month for license to carry. It always falls on the second Saturday of the month. Mm-hmm. And then we also teach private classes. They cost a little bit more, but that's also where the schedule benefits you the best. And it's a, mi- a minimum of two students, maximum five for the private lessons. And they've been very popular as of late. And also, Bob, I don't think that I mentioned that you can also go to www.orangegunclub.com, and ah, I am the newest president of the Orange That's Club. right. You are. Congratulations. Orangegunclub.com. Okay. It is a huge honor to hold that position for the gun club, and the way that I feel about it, I answer to the executive board. 
Um, I have taught all over the country, as have your, as has yourself. Mm-hmm. One of the finest ranges I have ever used is the Orange Gun Club. And I've shot there twice, and I've taken two classes there with you. It is a great facility. It is one of the finest facilities in the United States. It is and, a great facility. Yes, it is. And so uh, if anyone is, is in the area of the Golden Triangle, we have people come as from as far as Houston and become members of our range, and we're glad to have them. That's and really cool. It's available at orangegunclub.com. That's awesome. John Payne, thanks for coming back on the show, and uh, let's do this again, and we will talk about Red Dots. That sounds like a plan. I All right. I always love an opposing view. <laughs> Have a good one, John. You too, sir. Okay, thank you, John. I really enjoyed that. I hope you guys did too. It's uh, always great bringing people like John on the show because I learn a lot. And I, you know, you know, I learn just as much from doing this podcast as you might learn from listening to this show. Now, I'd love to get your feedback. In case you don't know, I've got a voicemail box, 210-646-1727. That's the phone number. You can call in for up to three minutes. And if you've got a question or comment or something you'd like to say, I'll put you on the, on the podcast. 210-646-1727. Next week in next week's episode, I'm going to have at least, uh, probably at least two, maybe even more if you guys call in, of voicemails that I'm going to talk about. So don't think that uh, if you call in that you're going to get forgotten about because you won't. Now, I forgot to mention in the introduction, Ben Branham and I were teaching Beyond Concealed Carry. Uh, and we're getting, we're getting back together and teaching that. It's going to be a great course, much different from other Beyond Concealed Carry courses that we have taught in the past. So if you are a former student, you're going to get some different material and some different practice and different training. September 19th and 20th here in the great city of San Antonio, Texas, and make a trip out of it, make a vacation out of it, come enjoy the this great city, have some fun, make a long weekend out of it. The weather won't be as hot as it is right now uh, in late September, September 19th and 20th. Go to handgunworld.com. You'll see a link right there in the menu to get signed up and get more information on the class at handgunworld.com. I also want to let you know, I put up a new YouTube video. Uh, ben Branham and I did a Modern Handgunners video, and it's on my Handgun World podcast YouTube channel. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel if you haven't already. And uh, recently, it was a, a pretty cool one. We, we both actually demonstrated the different ways that we carry an extra magazine. And we did a shooting demonstration on it and everything. So go over there, get, get signed up. That's obviously free. That's my YouTube channel, Handgun World Podcast on YouTube. And I'll put a link in the show notes for that as well. Last but not least, somebody asked me, they, they sent me a Facebook message asking if I still have my Amazon affiliate link. Of course, I do. And uh, a lot of you shop on Amazon now because you don't want to go out to the stores at this time, and I understand that. Please go to handgunworld.com first. Go there first, and then go to my Amazon store, 
and log into your account make your purchases that helps me out and you don't have to spend any extra money that way okay please remember evil does not exist in the holster evil exists in the hearts of men and women and when people's hearts change then the evil problem with go will, will go away however you need to be ready you need to be prepared you need to keep prepping you need to make sure that you got plenty of ammunition which is insanely high priced right now so as soon as it comes back down in price, you need to stock up. Put your new gun purchases on hold. Get stocked up, stocked up on ammo because your guns aren't good for much of anything if you don't have plenty of ammo to shoot through them. And stay prepared, folks. Next week, I'm going to have some more modern survival tips. I like to cover that and uh, keep it no tinfoil hat no-nonsense survivalism so i'm going to spend a good deal of time about that next week i got some more ideas and some things that i want to share with you so be sure to tune in to episode 517 coming out next sunday all right shoot straight shoot safe remember to read your bible every day and i'll talk to you next time What I like about the 45 Colt is if you just want to plank with it, well, you get some cowboy action loads, but mm-hmm. that's like shooting a 38 special. Really? It's very, 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 very mild. Okay. Uh, you can rock and roll with it. You can fan it. You can do whatever you want within reason. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you put those modern modern rounds in it, that it can only be used in the Peruger Blackhawk. And that's not. There's two different models of Blackhawks, and they don't tell you which one is which. You have to look at the frame and know which one is which. There's, okay. There's a now, now. There's a small frame Blackhawk, and it is not rated for the same loads that the regular new model Blackhawk is. Okay. And yeah, with with the new model Blackhawk, you can safely outperform the 44 Magnum. Really? Oh yes, sir. Wow. Okay. Uh, and you can do it with less pressure, but you know there's always somebody that's got to give it a little extra juice. But it, that, the buffalo bore rounds, you when you touch it off, you mm. feel it in your sinuses. <laughs> um, that's got to be fun and, to I, shoot. Yeah, that's, that's not an exaggeration. <laughs> I mean, that's in all seriousness, you feel it in your sinuses when you touch it off. Wow. It 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 is slightly, I believe partially because I want you to be- believe it's just slightly more comfortable than my 4-inch 29. Mm-hmm. 